Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, the youth. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. This is Amanda Marie, and today I am joined by the wonderful Anthony, Nicole, Mario, and Alicia for another show here on the youth today, in which we will discuss, as we always do, a series of topics that are important and relevant to today's news and everything that's circulating in the news and media today, as well as other topics related to these top these you know these headlines that we're seeing in the media today but of course before we get into all sorts of the topics and everything that we have lined up for today's show we will get into our COVID-19 rundown of which we do every single show here on the youth during the first segment so to kick things off we have the current global number of cases at 6.29 million with over 380,000 deaths Overseas, we're seeing Mexico reporting more than 1,000 daily deaths for the first time. Brazil continues to report record fatalities. And we're also seeing Iran having to warn of the possibility of reimposing these restrictions as cases begin to rise once again in Iran. We're also seeing new trials. They're finding that hydrochloronique is proven to be completely ineffective for coronavirus patients. It does not help them out. It actually worsens their symptoms, which we heard from a few coronavirus patients that were given this test drug to see if it helped with their symptoms. And it turns out that they actually ended up feeling much worse. We're also seeing Singapore and China agreeing to ease some of these restrictions for incoming visitors. Yesterday, we talked about that briefly, how we're seeing Italy starting to reopen to some neighboring countries in Europe. But as we we're seeing countries start to reopen to visitors and starting to get back to that sort of normalcy. Here in the United States, we're seeing a confirmed 1.89 million cases with 109,000 deaths. We're also seeing a reported 432,000 recovered patients from the coronavirus. Moving on from the coronavirus, another topic that has been very important and has circulated in the headlines for the past nine days now has been uh, the George Floyd case and everything surrounding the George Floyd case. So as of yesterday, all four officers that were involved in the murder of George Floyd, the uh, the cop that did keep, keep his knee on George Floyd's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds, Derek Chauvin, his third degree murder charge was raised to a second degree murder charge. And the other three officers that were responsible and were around uh, Derek Chauvin during this incident, they have been charged with aiding and abetting murder. So as we're seeing, all four officers are now in custody and they have been charged with the following uh, the following, you know, second degree murder, aiding and abetting murder, and all sorts of different things. So we're seeing that and we will continue to see developments in this case. You know, the FBI is conducting a investigation at the at the moment. We're also seeing protests continue throughout the country. Yesterday was day nine of these protests. We continue to see these protests. We're seeing um, different curfews being reinstated here in Miami-Dade. They've moved the curfew to now midnight instead of, I believe, what was a 10 p.m. curfew for a few days. We're also seeing the Associated Press reporting that there are more than 10,000 people that have been arrested during these demonstrations, these marches, these riots, and due to, um, to not following the curfews that have been set in place. And obviously, all these coming as a result of the death, the wrongful death of George Floyd. So more than 10,000 people have been arrested in the past nine days at all these protests and all these marches. We're also seeing different companies, different celebrities. We've seen how some people have used their platforms to share share petitions and share different ways that you can help out and support the Black Lives Matter movement. But Lego made a huge step. They donated $4 million to organizations dedicated to supporting Black children and educating all children about racial equality, as well as halting all advertisement for any police Lego set 
as well as the Lego set for the White House. So again, we're seeing different developments and different things going on surrounding the George Floyd case, not only with the officers involved, but of course with the protest and just people trying to support the Black Lives Matter movement and helping any way that they can. I personally think that the growth from changing the charges for the officer was the smartest idea possible because the actual, I've always felt that he was going to get charged with second degree and not with third, but I, it, it makes more sense to like my brain and you know, the actual definitions of third and second. And I think that it, it, it kind of, it makes more sense. And I, I'm happier with that charge. And it's, it's also a charge that they will most likely because of the circumstances and because everybody's on board, like they are with third degree, they probably wouldn't have gotten the sentence that they wanted, but with second degree, they definitely will. And I think the reaction from Legos is, is, I'm, I'm going to say it's interesting because I never expected Legos to be like, hey, we're just going to do this. But honestly, I'm actually like intrigued. I'm actually kind of, I'm, I, I kind of like that they're taking this step this way, which is going to sound really weird. But I, I do because it's, it's kind of like, hey, it's kind of like how with the beaches here, it's like, hey, until you act right, we're not going to give you what you want. And so it's like, hey, until everybody acts right and everybody is, you know, on board with equality and is on board with just changing in general, we're not going to have what a, what some kids like really like because a lot of kids, some boys, some girls, they want to grow up and they want to be police officers and they, they like they like playing with the Lego sets. And they like seeing the advertisements because it, it's fun for them. So I think I think it's I think it's definitely an interesting route, nonetheless. I mean, I gotta say, this is a huge leap for a police accountability in this country. I mean, before we've seen it with cases, we've seen this cycle before with Trayvon Martin and with many others that there is no police accountability in this country. But that changed yesterday as all four officers were charged. Now. What I mean charged, they're not persecuted because they're, they could still have the charges dropped. A lot of things could happen, but still, huge leap forward. This is now the most successful police brutality case in U.S. history. I mean, that's crazy to think about. And also, I'm, I'm super supportive of the Lego you know, donation. I mean, I'm glad they're doing so much more than posting Blink Square on their Instagram page and doing nothing about it. They're actually donating towards organizations and making a step forward. The advertisements for, you know, pulling the Lego city sets, the police officers, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I guess it's appropriate for the time because you don't want to see police brutality protests and then right after you see a Lego city ad for police officers. I mean, I guess, I guess it's appropriate. But again, I gotta say, great step for Lego. I hope many other many other companies, you know, you know, take after that step and start donating to organizations and actually do something about, you know, these protests. Exactly. I, I like that idea because instead of, I don't know, maybe posting something on your social media just trying to spread awareness, they're actually making a difference by donating, and it's a bold move by Legos, like with what Nicole said that a lot of these kids like to play with the little cop Legos because they enjoy it. They find it fun and they want to be cops in the future. So it's it's interesting for them to stop promoting all of that and to donate to this cause. And honestly, for me, it's a very stand-up job by them. And it makes me respect the company a little bit more. 
honestly me i i'm not afraid to speak the truth at all whatsoever when they first arrested that officer that killed him Derek or whatever um i think they arrested him to protect him by all me like with everything in me they arrested him and gave him third degree um mur- third degree whatever it was called I can't think of any words right now, but yeah, I think that was all just to protect him because these people were going crazy and something bad could have really happened to him because everyone was like at his house, like they weren't afraid. So they arrested him to keep him safe. But I would have to say, I'm going to put this on the protesters. The reason he got second degree murder charge or whatever. I don't know what anything's called right now. I'm like blank. But yeah, I think it's the protesters, like, they started, like, the, they finally started to see, like, this is what you're doing to Black people's lives and stuff like that, and they had no choice but to raise it to second-degree murder and charge the other officers that were there, because if they didn't, they would, like, look so bad, and, like, as for, like, the Legos, I think what they're doing is, like, great like um amanda has said like they're not taking them off the shelves but they're just not re- they're not really advertising it and i think that's a good idea and i think they're smart about that and for how much money they donated that was like impressive and i i like it's appreciated i mean and I on a side think, note i personally think i'm sorry Mara, i'm really sorry to cut you off there but i personally think that they didn't really change the charges because of the fact that of, of the protesting I think whenever it comes to just cases in general like you change charges out of what you think will get the sentencing the best like third degree murder doesn't really fit with what was happening in the actual um in the actual video like third degree is when you kill somebody without without the purpose and the intent of doing so but it just happens as an effect of what you're doing and second degree you're killing somebody you know you're killing somebody but it wasn't premeditated so, like, he knew that he was, you know, putting his knee on his neck and the man couldn't breathe. He was well aware of that. So I think that just in general, the uh, the prosecutors and they just they just knew that the attorneys just knew this would be a much better way to go for it because they wouldn't get the third degree charge because the murder doesn't fit it. And I, I again, to the point of with, with Lego, they're not taking him off the shelves. They're only halting the advertisement. I mean, that's what I was kind of referencing to with the whole, like, Kids like seeing those advertisements because they're like, oh, yeah, I can play like this now and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think it's noble in the sense of it's appropriate for today and what's happening. But, I mean, I think I think it, it makes the most sense, again, for how for how today is kind of molded in now. And on a side note, like, has anybody really ever, like, had a bad opinion on Lego? Like, has... Lego ever done something that everybody just like condemns? No, like Lego is just such a cool company. I mean, they make the Lego Masters show, which I'm obsessed with now. That's what I'm binge watching. I mean, like Lego is just an awesome company. Just like hats off to Lego for just being an awesome company. And back to the charges for Derek Chauvin. Um, I completely agree that he should have second degree, but I feel like his lawyers are going to try and make the argument that he deserves third degree because of the sole purpose that he didn't necessarily mean to kill him, which in reality he did because of the sole fact that he was saying, I can't breathe and he continued pressure. But that's going to be a little bit of an interesting dynamic to see once this goes to court and once everything starts to break down. Absolutely. And we'll see how that all goes down once this case does go to court and we do see what happens and what unfolds in the, in the, in the courtroom, but when we come back here on the youth, you know, we're going to discuss something else, something, a big step being made in the return to normalcy 
here, not only in the United States, but across the globe. We talked about soccer coming back, but now a really huge sport here in the United States, especially is coming back. The NBA, different provisions and things that will be set into place as now they will hold their seasons at Disney World. We'll be right back here on the Youth Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. (laughs) So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. I remember going one time during my honeymoon. We did the whole entire um, Today Show, and I wanted to go. I wanted to come out on TV, and I got my wife up early, and we got there an hour and a half before the show started, and I'm like, this is going to be great. We're going to be the only ones there. We're going to come out on TV. We couldn't get anywhere near the cameras. So I can't even make this up right. Five years ago, we stayed right on Times Square, the marquee. You could see Good Morning Amigo from uh, Good Morning America from my... That's funny. (laughs) That's a promo. Good Morning Amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's gonna do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality.
What's up, everyone? This is Tua Tungo Vailoa, and you're listening to Slam Radio. We are back here on the Youth Slam Radio on Series XM Channel 145. In our last segment, we talked about COVID. We went through a brief rundown of all the different stats and everything that you need to know to stay informed, as well as discussing different things revolving around the case of George Floyd and the entire situation that went down just last week. But now we're seeing a big step in the return to normalcy as we're starting to reopen and enter these reopening phases, phase one, phase two, as you know, these restrictions due to the coronavirus pandemic are beginning to ease up. And this next one is definitely a huge step in bringing back sports. So just last week, you know, we talked about how we saw the Premier League and La Liga preparing to come back by July to start some uh, different soccer games. So everybody was pretty much excited because that was the only sport, the only semblance of sport that we were seeing return. Uh, but now we're seeing the NBA is preparing to come back and come back pretty soon, might I add. You know, we had heard that they were trying to figure out how to continue the season and finish off the season at perhaps Disney World. And this is exactly what they will be doing. It will be held at the World of Sports complexes and these teams that have been invited will be staying on different properties within the resorts. So of course, not all NBA teams will be invited. There's a select 22 teams that have been invited, 13 from the Western Conference and nine from the Eastern Conference. The Western Conference will see the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Thunder, Rockets, Mavericks, Grizzlies, Trailblazers, Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, Suns. And in the Eastern Conference, our very own Miami Heat, as was the Boston Celtics, the Raptors, the Bucks, the Pacers, the 76ers, the Nets, the Magic, and the Wizards. So these are all the teams that have been invited to go off to Disney World and to finish off the season in not a very timely manner, but at least we'll get to see the return of basketball and we'll get to see someone be crowned the champion of this season, which will definitely be a historic one. I think it's it's pretty pretty crazy how, you know, the season was getting so interesting at the point of which they had to postpone the entire season. We weren't sure if we were going to get to see basketball played again in 2020, but now we're seeing that this season will run from July 31st all the way until October 12th. There will be eight regular season games per team, and there will be a play in for the eighth seeds. And there will be voting today in order to ensure this and to ensure that the NBA will return on July 31st, which will be amazing to see because it's been such a long time without any sports. And we've talked about that here on the youth. And we've talked about how this time without sports has made sports fans realize how much they took it for granted. So I know that we have some sports fan here. We have some people that pretty much don't care. We have some people sort of in between, but this is a big deal in the return to normalcy. And I think, I know I'm pretty excited to see some sort of sports back, especially the NBA, because now is when things get heated up the playoff season. And no matter what, no matter what's going on, the show will go on and we will see a return of the NBA season. And it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of the awards, the MVP, the defense player of the year, the most approved player, I'm pretty sure those are already set in stone at this point. But it's still going to be interesting to see, especially in the Western Conference with that many teams you have, the, the Grizzlies with young John Moran, they're trying to make a playoff push for the first time in a while. And you have the Trailblazers who've had a bit of an offseason. Uh, Damian Lillard is going to try and lead that team into the playoffs. And surprisingly, the Pelicans were invited, which in my opinion is a little bit of a, not, not necessarily a cash grab, but just 
a Zion thing. You know, the NBA loves Zion. But um, a report came out recently that Disney is open to the ideas of allowing item, uh, allowing teams to ship their own courts to be used in a bubble, in a bubble environment, environment. Which basically, what that means is obviously, you know, in a court, they can take it off and build it somewhere else. They would take all those pieces and build it on the actual floor of the worldwide of sports arenas to try and create, you know, make it a little bit more immersive instead of having that basic court. And that's actually pretty cool. But that's not the main point. My point is, it's going to be interesting to see in these playoffs who's going to come out on top. And um, I'm sure it's going to be a great season. Now, as much as I like sports, I like the idea of coming back and all that. I mean, I think it's only, like, you know, good to have it when, like, it's safe for it to do. Because think about it. Is it worth testing players every, you know, game or so when those tests can go to like you know places that really need it right now or like you know the risk of travel and all that and plus the fact that it's going to take a lot of money and time and effort for all this you know to go through is it worth it I mean I I I think that it's more like symbolic to see sports come back because like there's never been a time without sports no matter what happened even through war there was sports but, like, it's also, like, very symbolic because, as you remember, like, when the NBA shut down, that was kind of, like, the realization of that the coronavirus really hit because, you know, no other sports league has shut down. So now that it's coming back, I feel that a lot of people will think, oh, this virus is done. It's over with. You know, we already see it with the virus. I mean, the protests that a lot of people do not, you know, aren't taking, you know, that much, like, precaution towards the virus anymore. So the fact that this would come back, will probably, you know, set off some people to think, oh, it's just normal now. We could just return to our normal lives just like that. And I'm afraid that that's just going to put a hindrance to this virus even more. So I think a second wave would be more likely if that were to happen. I mean, I'm personally very excited for this. If this actually does pass and everybody's on board and it does actually happen because as we talked about it before, I mean, I think that it's it's something that, will bring us back to a routine that we're all kind of missing and I'm really just I'm I'm excited to have sports back I'm tired of looking through all the old highlights I want to see some new things I want to see my my favorite players play I want to you know looking at the screen just going all at it because I'm excited and personally I love basketball basketball is like my sport that's what I'm like all into so it's it's the fact that like it's coming back I'm excited and it's especially that like Miami Heat's in, even in it. And I mean, going to like Mario's point, like as long as all the players are comfortable and as long as everything's happening to their court and they're comfortable with everything that's happening and they're, they're told what's going to be happening and, you know, all these are the things that come into play. As long as everybody is on the same page, is on the same accord and they're all comfortable and happy with what's happening, I see no problem with this continuing and actually having sports come back because, again, routine normalcy like we talk about this all too much like we we just want to feel we have a craving for the normal to come back and the fact that you know sports is has uh, or at least basketball has a very high probability at this point I'm excited and I'm just waiting for it I think this is um it's been like a while and I think a lot of people need sports back 
as I said so many times, I do not care about sports, baseball, basketball, football. Like, I really don't care. I'm not going to sit in front of the TV and watch a full game. But for the other people that are going crazy, I think this is, like, it came just on time. Like, literally, like, my brother was talking yesterday about how this is perfect because once basketball is over, you don't really have to wait for football. So I think this is, like, great. Like, it's just, like, back-to-back, honestly. And honestly, I might as well watch best a few basketball games if it comes on TV, you know. So, of course, everybody has their differing opinions. And now this sort of sets a trend because, you know, we never saw baseball start. And we're, not, we're still not sure if we'll get to see the start of the baseball season at any point this season, any point this year, period. But now with the NBA doing this and holding this, at one in one specific location there will not be no, no traveling everybody will stay at these different resorts within the disney world complexes and they will play at the world of sports this allows them to all stay in one place and it's easier to control in that in that scenario but now you know we'll see if baseball tries to take something on like this and put a plan together like this we're also seeing you know college football while not that close it's still a lot closer than we think you know summer goes by in an instant and before before we know it, we're getting ready for the college football season. You know, the Miami Hurricanes, they put out a plan. It'll be somewhat more official next week, but, you know, they'll only allow 13,000 fans. The priority will, of course, be the parents of those players, then the recruits, the student body, of course, and then they will allow the fans in. But different rollout plans that are coming from different teams and different leagues in themselves. You know, we saw all the different restrictions that La Liga put into place we talked about that last week and we saw every specific and very strict restriction they put into place you know the players will have to stay together for the given time period they can't leave these complexes they have to stay together which we'll probably see happen in a similar fashion with the NBA but of course you know this is just it's nice to finally see and be able to have some sort of a semblance of normalcy and have sports back I know all I've heard in the house with Anthony and my dad has been like, okay, uh, you know, we want sports back. When can sports come back? And of course you want it to come back safely, but finally seeing this trend begin and hopefully we'll see baseball try to engage in something similar and perhaps start up their own season. Even if it's a, a shorter, more condensed version in the summer months in one specific location, just like the NBA is having, it'll definitely be great. And we'll see how this now affects the NFL as they prepare to start these seasons later on in the year. But when we come back here on the youth, we're going to talk about, you know, yesterday we talked about Hollywood and how Hollywood is suffering at the hands of the coronavirus pandemic with productions being halted and movie theaters not being able to open. But we're going to talk about a a different perspective on this and whether or not TV and TV shows are sabotaging themselves. We went from really long seasons and really long shows to now only getting eight episodes a year from a show. We'll talk about that and a lot more here on the youth STEM radio, Sirius XM channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. (sighs) Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. 
Good morning, amigo. Well, it just annoys me that you don't see it my way. Oh, it annoys me that you don't see it my way. We can play this game too. Why? Not always going to see it your way. Your way is not the way. I can see it my way. But your way is not the way. So some people, some people are really... That's huge ego of you, by the way. Yeah, of course. Well, you can't spell amigo without the ego. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them, but I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Sam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station run inside a high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny, from The Amigo. I've learned so much from them and I thank them so much and it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Juju Smith Schuster from the Pittsburgh Stores, number 19 wide receiver, and you are listening to Slam Radio. It is Liddy. Turn up. We are back here on the Youth Slam Radio Series XM, channel 145. And in this segment, we're going to talk about TV shows. We love them. We watch them, especially during this quarantine. Any show that pops up on Netflix, on Hulu, on any sort of streaming service, or even on just TV. We've been watching it. We've been enjoying every single show that we could possibly get. I think I've gone through most of the shows that at least I've been interested or were on my list to watch during this quarantine. And it's hard trying to find other things to watch. But today we're going to talk about a question that's popped up. And it's, it's pretty interesting to think of. It's a perspective you never really thought of until now, which is, is TV or TV shows sabotaging themselves? So, you know, back then, and even in a few shows that we see still today on TV, you know, you would watch a TV show like Friends, like The Office, that go over five seasons. You see 
over 100, 200 episodes in their catalogs. And these seasons go on for a significant amount of time. You know, The Simpsons as well, they've been going on for 30 plus seasons and they've established themselves since a, a, a while ago. But we see this trend with a lot of older shows where they go on for an extensive period of time, an extensive number of seasons, and they have a significant amount of episodes in their catalog. Nowadays, you know, we do have services like Netflix and Hulu, which create these shows in which we only get to say five, maybe even six seasons if you're lucky. If you're not lucky, you'll get three seasons at most, and that's where that ends. But these seasons are only compiled. There's only eight to ten episodes. If you get lucky, you'll get the ten episodes. In some cases, you'll only get eight. And for some reason, Netflix ha- does have some shows, some documentaries, depending on what the subject at, at hand is, you'll get four episodes. And then, you know, you get this season, you wait all this time for the season, you watch it in a day, and then you have to wait another year to watch these shows and to keep up with the storyline, which then, you know, it's, it's, it's hectic because then by the time, you know, the new season comes out, you have to try to figure out what happened last season and it makes it for a very choppy experience unlike you know back then where you would get a season of friends you'd get those 20 episodes they'd finish the season off and in a few months you'd get more episodes and more episodes and more episodes so of course you know a big question comes into play which is would you prefer that that layout where it's you know a lot more seasons than just five six seasons you get 20 plus episodes a season which you know thinking about it and talking over a break one of the only significant shows of which we watch nowadays and we can say that has more than eight, 10 episodes would be a show like All American on CW, which has those 16, 17, 18, they near that 20 episode mark, even though they've only had two seasons. But nowadays on, again, like platforms, Netflix and Hulu, you'll, you're lucky if you get 30 episodes for an entire series of shows. So would you prefer that older way of making shows where you get more episodes you get more seasons out of it or the new way where you know it's easily accessible you can hop on your laptop and watch whatever you want but you know you you'll get eight to ten episodes again most of us binge those in a day two days and then we have to wait a whole other year to figure out what entails what'll come in the next season because they leave you with some pretty intense cliffhangers i mean listen i prefer the new way of doing it because shows get oversaturated when you renew them for 40 plus seasons. I mean, we see it with the Simpsons and family guy. I mean, those shows are very terrible now, like much worse than they were before. That's because, well, the writers just run out of ideas and they try and just, you know, extend the show just for the sake of extending the show. And like the new way of doing it. I mean, if the show is resolved and there's no way you can make another season, just to make another season, just end it there. And I like it much better that way because shows are getting very oversaturated. I mean, most of the CW shows after the first season, the plot is resolved and there's no need to continue, but they still continue just for the sake of it, just for more viewers. And so, yeah, I don't really get why, you know, they kept on doing it that way. They just kept on renewing shows. So, you know, that's, I do not agree. I personally think that longer running shows with like the 15 plus seasons and the 20 plus episodes are very, like, I think those are the best type of shows personally, 
like I love like Supernatural. I love Grey's Anatomy. I love all those things. Thank you, Amanda, for Grey's Anatomy, by the way. But I love like all of these shows that are very long and very, you know, time consuming almost. And like, that's just always been like my idea with shows. Like I just, I like the longer running shows because it kind of gives me more of not necessarily a structure, but it gives me something to look forward to in a continuous thing because like, there's just so many and there's just, there's so much to look forward to. And even though like, yes, in some shows, like the plot can become mixed and you know there there isn't anything else to milk it from I understand that but that comes with everything some shows can't even you know go over the mark for three seasons but others can for over 15 so I think it all really depends I think it also makes a difference with the writers like there's just when when the writers come into play it really all depends on their skill how they envision the show and how like the fans really interpret it because Personally, I, I love how Supernatural's done and I love how Grey's Anatomy's done and they're different in, in, in theory and they're different in, in genre, but they're still so captivating and so fun to watch and those are like the longer running shows. So personally, I love run, longer running shows. I don't really see, like I understand why shorter shows run, but that's just not my go-to. It's okay. It's not what I'm here for, to be honest with you. For me... I'm gonna have to agree with Nicole. Like, I like the way the shows were back then, mostly. Like, when I'm watching Netflix, it's like, I can't even get into a show because I know it's about to end. And I hate the thought, like, I'm the type to finish a show, like a Netflix show, especially, I could finish a Netflix show in like a night. And that's like, so not worth it. Like, what did I just waste my time watching if I know there's not gonna be anything else after that? But as for like the old Netflix, when they used to have like Gossip Girl, 90210 and stuff like that, those are like my shows. And I just wish, like, I'm the type to like rewatch those shows again, just cause they're longer. And Netflix shows, like I could watch every single Netflix show in like a week. That's how short they are. And I don't have time for that. So yeah, and for, as for Mario, I understand where he's coming from. After like a season, it's over. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this right now, Riverdale should have been over after season one. Cause that show was, after season one, it was trash. No offense. That's the only show though on like CW that like, it, it's a waste of time yeah I think I like the old so don't judge me but I think the last show I've watched in which I finished every episode you guys are gonna laugh you ready it's Phineas and Ferb I finished every episode watching Phineas and Ferb Gravity Falls is another one so if you can tell I'm not a very big tv guy um Really, one of the only shows I watch is All American because I watch it with my sister. Um, it's a really good show, and I'm planning on watching the rest of it when it finishes. But to answer the question, I like the older format in which instead of it just being accessible and you have to binge it, you can wait and wait and wait, and it builds up the suspense instead of you just watching it fully. Because in my opinion, it gets then you have to wait longer, and it's just like eh, it doesn't. It doesn't have the same vibe to me. I mean, listen, Anthony, all right. If a show wants to do, it wants to build suspense for the next episode, they wouldn't do it with artificial suspense by keeping you away from the next episode. Good suspense is when you can easily access the next episode, but you're still like clamoring to know what happened next. It's not that like, oh, the next episode is like a, a week away. Oh, I, I can't wait for it. Like, no, you should be excited for it just because the ending was really good and you want to see it again. Well, but like, 
I'm gonna ask Amanda a question here. Uh, it's gonna be some spoilers in American, but Amanda, I believe it was season eight of this season where uh, Spencer gets shot, right? Were you shocked and did you, were you anxious to wait for the next episode a week later? Yeah, of course, that's the whole point. That's what, so it's like, you know, I agree with Alicia with Netflix shows as much as we love them and we may watch them. You know, once you get to episode three, when things are starting to heat up, episode four, episode five, you can't get too much into it because in three hours, you'll be done with the show and then you have to wait a whole other year to figure out what happens to Joe Goldberg and you and what happens to the whole squad from Money Heist, what happens to them in their whole atraco and their whole everything that they've been going through in the past few seasons so you go through this stuff so quickly that it's it's enjoyable but it's enjoyable only for those few hours that you watch it because then after that it's like okay now I have to wait a whole other year to figure it out and now which we discussed this in yesterday's show now with productions being halted and we're not seeing shows being made and produced anymore because of the coronavirus pandemic it may be an even longer time before we see these shows hit Netflix with a show like like all American, you know, I remember I watched it and I told Alicia to watch it last year where at first when it hit Netflix at season one. And I remember she was watching it and she was so into it and it allows you to really indulge and get deeper into the plot lines of this show with shows like that are eight, 10 episodes long. It's everything happens so quickly. And while that is good suspense and Mario does make a good point, you know, it's sort of like everything happens so quickly. It's, it happens too quickly at some point and shows like all american today very few of those shows that we still see that keep you hanging on even past that first season because you guys made another great point riverdale after season one wasn't worth watching it and you know i tried watching it and roughing through it and it just wasn't worth it anymore because the entire and the sole plot line was resolved in that first season and then there's nothing else to watch so with a show like that perhaps they would have benefited from an eight to ten season you know, just keep keeping it short, but with a show like All American that covers so many different topics and so many diverse topics, which this second season covers a lot of topics that we're seeing very prevalent in today's society, a show like that deserves that longer season so that you're able to indulge and completely enjoy that plot line and not have to rush through it in a 10 episode period. And another thing, I want to bring this up really quick. And the last show I think I sat down and watched was The Mandalorian. And by God, what a show. The thing is, they released it every week. So it kept on building suspense because, well, some of the middle episodes weren't the best. But you just wanted to keep on watching it because, well, I mean, obviously, there was Baby Yoda, who is the cutest thing in existence. But also that... You know, you want to know what happens to him and like you get attached to the character, but like nothing really happens in the episode, but you still want to know what happens next. That's like good character development because like, you know, you don't really care about the plot. You want to know what happens to these characters next. So I say that's a good example of a show, you know, using that like 10 episode format, you know, to its advantage right there. That is that is a very good like show to say this is one of the, but this is one of the better shows that have used this type of format because I've seen it I love it it's great but I mean there's some shows that I've like started watching even if it's like older or if it's newer it's mostly like some of the newer shows where because it's so short and because they know it's gonna be a shorter season and then they're not gonna get as much episodes they try to pack so much drama and so much plot into one season or into a couple episodes and so like the whole part of it is that a lot of it just 
gets clouded over and a lot of it becomes unnecessary and it's it's like you, you personally I get annoyed I stop it I'm like really that's not needed like yes. even if it's needed for like something like in, in the future like you don't need to point it out now like I mean Anthony obviously agrees with me like it's like you cloud it too much and there's really nothing to to kind of look forward to because it's just clouded and it's it's, it's overfilled and there's really no need for it it, yeah, it's like overloading a sandwich. Like, it just sometimes it doesn't work out. You could use some of that for the later seasons or just make more episodes instead. Like, I just made a good point in contrast to it that if the Mandalorian uh, Disney Plus show was 30 plus episodes, it would be horrible. Yeah, I get that. But sometimes a lot of shows try to pack a lot of action to eight episodes and it doesn't really end up working out for them. If you're going to do that, you need to have like, it's a very fine line that you have a fine amount and that makes a great point i think it it all depends on the plot line and the story line and the whole genre of the show in general there's some shows that can get away with those 20 plus episode seasons and get away with having more than five seasons then there's shows that need to be like the mandalorian you know each episode was at least an hour and it's something that's so specific to a certain plot line within that Star Wars realm, which we know is very extensive and there's a lot of movies and shows that fit within the gaps, it would have been so dragged out if it would have had more episodes than it did have. So Mario does make a great point there. But again, I feel like it all depends on the genre, the storyline and what's going on within that show. You know, due to the coronavirus pandemic, Grey's Anatomy had to cut this past season really short. I think they only got to 15, 16 episodes when we know that those seasons usually go out 22, 23, 24 episodes at times. And Grey's Anatomy is known for having long seasons and for having a long series in general. They're on season 18, I believe. And now, you know, they're moving on to season 19. So again, it all depends on the show. You know, during this quarantine, I'm sure a few of us have watched a significant amount of Netflix shows. You know, I finally watched Outer Banks and Outer Banks was only 10 episodes, I believe. And by the time, you know, you get to midway, you're almost done. And there's so much drama packed into those 45 minutes of each episode, opposed to, again, a show like, uh, not Riverdale, a show like All American, where they draw out this plot, they draw a whole season of football into 22 episodes. And then the aftermath of them preparing for the next season after winning a championship in 22 episodes. But when we come back here on the youth, we're going to move on to our final segment. It's amazing how this show goes by so quickly. You're listening to the youth here on Sam Radio, Series XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Well, it just annoys me that you don't see it my way. Oh, it annoys me that you don't see it my way. We can play this game too. What? Not always going to see it your way. Your way is not the way. I can see it my way. But your way is not the way. So some people, some people are really... That's huge ego of you, by the way. Yeah, of course. Well, you can't spell amigo without the ego. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 
I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them, but I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Sam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station run inside a high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny, from The Amigo. I've learned so much from them, and I thank them so much, and it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio, and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. Yo, yo, this is Rashad Jennings. You listen to Slam Radio. segment of today's show but before we get into the topic we have set for today we would like to let all our lovely listeners know that we will not be on air tomorrow due to a cdc approved graduation celebration for our fellow seniors so you know we will be celebrating the seniors at slam for other accomplishments so therefore we will not be on air tomorrow you will be listening to a rerun during that time but speaking of senior events as well we have a nice little feel-good story to finish off today's show, something very cute that happened over the weekend. And I've been meaning to get to it all week on this show, but we just haven't to because we've had so many amazing conversations and discussions here on the youth on a series of topics that are very prevalent in society today. But this is just something to bring a smile to your face after all the negativity that we've seen and all the hecticness and chaos that we continue to see in not just the country, but in the world today. So As we know, due to the coronavirus pandemic, a lot of senior years were canceled. Big events that many seniors like myself look forward to will not be, we won't be able to celebrate them. And one did include prom, but this seven-year-old boy from North Carolina did not let that stop him from celebrating with his babysitter. He planned a nice little mini prom 
in his backyard for his babysitter. You know, he did a whole special promposal for her and they got all dressed up. He got dressed up in a nice tuxedo and she got all dressed up in her prom dress and they had a, a nice prom dinner. They sat six feet apart, of course, respectively at different ends of the table. They enjoyed some Chick-fil-A and smoothies, which apparently was her favorite snack when she would take care of him. So just uh, this entire story is adorable. And if you have a chance, go on to go on, go on over to Good Morning America or any big news source because this story was covered big time by a lot of news sources. And you just see all the cute videos and pictures that they took. They took pictures on the playground. They took pictures in their backyard. Of course, you know, holding a pool noodle in between them to, of course, you know, keep that six feet apart distance. But just overall, a very cute and wholesome story in times that we're living in today. You know, it's nice to see that people can make light of the situations. And, you know, I had an at-home prom. We saw a lot of people have at-home proms with their families, but this was just so adorable. The fact that this little boy took it upon himself to, you know, tell his mom, hey, I want to plan a mini prom for my babysitter. And his mom and him just did everything to make it special for his babysitter. I love this. This was the most, this was like one of the nicest things to see. Personally, I understand the reason behind it, I think, is adorable, and I love how it was done. I saw the pictures and instantly put a smile to my face. And during these times where all these things are happening, I think it is very important to see some of the lighter things that do happen because, again, it will it will definitely bring up your mood. It was very uplifting, and I thought it was so so adorable. I thought the whole meaning and the way that it was done and how everything was just put together was just so cute, so well done, and it was again, it was just adorable. Point blank period. It was just, it was just adorable. It was just adorable. such a wholesome story like it, I, it, i'm speechless about it. that's that's so like i i can't imagine like somebody doing like a seventh grade i'm um, sorry a seven-year-old doing that like that's so wholesome that that little kid found it and it's hard to do that for his babysitter that has given so much to him and has spent so much time with him it's just like seeing that the other day i think it was like tuesday it, like, it really made my day. Like, it put a little smile on my face. It almost brought me to tears. I can't even lie. Listen, this guy, this little man is a community hero right here. I mean, not many news stories bring little tears to my eye, but this was one of the few that did. Oh, my goodness. It was such a wholesome story. Man, that, that little man deserves all the press he's getting right there. I mean, wow. Just what an incredible story. I thought that was so cute. Like, I don't know why. Like, it just brought a smile instantly to my face. It's like, what little kid? Was, and I'm pretty sure he was the one that, like, thought of it. Like, you know, usually, like, the parents, like, you know, work their way into, like, you know, doing these things. But I feel like he's the one that thought of it and stuff like that. And I just thought it was so cute. I'm like, these these little ones have my heart. Like, honestly, they're so sweet and kind. Like, when you just grow older, everyone just becomes ruthless. But, like, I just wish kids could stay kids forever because, like, this was so cute. And it is. It's just something that makes you, like, well up a little bit, like Mario said. I mean, I'm an emotional person, but even now more than ever, I cry over the smallest things. Anthony and I were watching a TikTok video the other day where this little kid goes to Disney World and he dresses up like B. 
and I just broke down into tears and talking about it right now I'm like getting emotional over it because it's so cute but this you just see the pictures and you see the smile on this little boy's face and you see the smile on her face you know a lot of for some reason older people they don't like really interacting with younger kids and you you see that separation obviously there's a big age gap little kids seven-year-olds aren't as interested as say a 17 year old in the same things but just seeing how she totally like uh, you could tell that she appreciated everything that the little seven-year-old boy did hold on amanda 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 can you hear that yes i hear that and i also see that you stole nicole's line nicole are we i did nicole hey, i think frank. hey frank you and i have to have a discussion after this all right <laughs> you and i have to have a discussion because you were typing dog you were typing you were you were, we're typing. booting you were anthony typing. out of the zoom room Guys, thank you so much for another wonderful show on, on the youth here today. Thank you to all our listeners for tuning in. Remember, tomorrow we will not be on air. But again, thank you guys for listening this week. Thank you to all our amazing listeners. Thank you so, so, so much. Thank you, you guys, for being here today. And of course, thank you to our doctors, our nurses, and our healthcare workers. We will never forget you. Thank you so much for everything you've done to fight COVID-19 on the front lines. You're listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Series 6 channel 145.